Kai Moon, and you are listening to The Planets Are My Gods. We are so excited to come to you this week with a deep dive into Virgo. We decided to do this when we realized that there's something about Virgo that's almost hiding in plain sight. I have a lot of Virgo in my chart. Arakai has a lot of Virgo in their chart. My partner has a lot of Virgo in their chart. And yet we spend so little time thinking about it. Out of all the different elements in our own charts, there's something about Virgo that's almost hard to really focus on or acknowledge. It's slippery. And we started pulling on the threads of this and this whole web started to show itself. And so this episode, we're going to be getting into some of the hidden secrets of Virgo, some of the dynamics, what it is, how it's been scapegoated and projected on, what's internalized, and of course, the beautiful mastery and functionality and function that Virgo plays in us individually, collectively, and cosmically. Hit it. Virgo is so slippery, like you said, or so hidden in plain sight because it's an earth sign. And you think of earth signs, to me, this earth element being something that's so physical, something that's so real, tangible, in your face, hitting you in the face. And I do think that Virgo has that quality of something that is very, very real. But the mercurial aspect and the, the part of Virgo being ruled by Mercury, which is so mind-oriented and the way that we filter and perceive reality and then how that becomes reality feels so interesting and yeah. feels like a part of that shape shifty, you know, quality of that. I was even reflecting Virgo rules the digestive system. It's the part of our body that's inside. It's hidden. We can't see what's going on with our digestive system. And often digestive issues are some of the most complicated and mysterious to figure out because you right. have to look at the whole system. And right. it's this whole system that's running so much of how we function. And yet it's inside our body. It's physically hidden. The part of Virgo being that it's, it is an earth sign. So it is finding ways where we need to physically, logically create different patterns, different routines, um, different diets. We need to adjust something in a physical, practical way in order to, um, in order to, to correct whatever is happening in order to interface with whatever reality or whatever situation we're facing. Right. And then the other piece is that the collective response, because Virgo is the analyzer of like systems and what's working inside of the systems? Well, I never understood quite because especially like for me, I have allergies. I'm a celiac. And so I'm, I'm never understanding why are my allergies so offensive to people? Mm -hmm. You know, why do I am I met with such visceral, really emotional responses of extreme gaslighting or extreme like, you know, being they're super offended or all, all of these things, you know, in various different cultures. It's not just like only cultures that, you know you have to eat everything that they offer you or it's rude or something like that. It's like yeah, there's many, so many jokes about allergies and dietary preferences and things like that. Like there's such a stereotype about who's gluten-free or who's vegan or who's allergic to grass. Like those are people right. that are othered, marginalized and mocked. Right. Which is really 
a, um, a part of the systems and the, and the function of Virgo going into the, the very practical systems of not only our body, but within society. And that's where I think a lot of the times it's mocked because then you're, um, it's like there's either this like spiritual or in your head hypochondriac component to what gets projected onto the, the whatever the messenger is, you know, Mercury being a messenger anyways. And so that mercurial part of like being the messenger to what physically needs to be adjusted inside of um, the body or inside of whatever system it is in question. And then it's the part of it that is the class system say you know it's like whoever gets to be celiac or gets to talk about organic or vegan something or gets to be picky about living in mold or anything gets also um like the privilege it's like there's a caste or a privilege thing which obviously a lot of times that there there we do have a lot of privilege in being able to um adjust our bodies and our preferences and and in ways like this, right? Of our physical environment and to be able to afford to buy things that would be healthy um, is is definitely a privilege. Um, but it also is a way of gaslighting. And like the, the, usually what I would consider like the narcissistic component of a society or of a system would be there to like, gaslight or scapegoat anything that threatens the comfort or the stability of how it's functioning in that, in that time. And yeah, like, this is the way we like, do it. You do it this way, or we'll try and bully you and force you into doing it the way that we've always done it. Yeah. We'll degrade you. We'll make fun of you. We'll call you ditzy. We'll call you privileged. We'll call you spoiled and all of these things. And so it leaves a lot of Virgos with this for one, either denial of whatever their body is telling them because Virgos, I think, are not just the the messengers. It's also that their body is this physical filtration system, an alarm system that is one of the first inside of like, if you get a group of people, I think the Virgos in the room are the ones that are the first to say there's a water issue or there's an, uh, you know, there's something out of alignment. And yes, it has a lot to do with like, again, the mind and the belief systems and the, and the, um, perceptions of of the Virgo and of the society at large that we're, we're connecting to but it's also it's that physical piece that I think is such an interesting what, what we were speaking about before of how it can be in plain sight and to me it's like it can be scientific research you know validated it can be um everyone around you know I've had so many experiences where so many clients so many you know, all of the the town, even in Costa Rica, they had a huge virus come out and everyone was denying it was the water. And I was the only one that didn't get it out of literally almost the entire country came down with this virus. And I was like, hey, look at the water. And so it's just these interesting ways where it can be so physical and in your face and still whatever um, is triggering like the either the fear or the hopelessness or um, let's say we don't want to deal with that because it might be inconvenient and cost more money or whatever it is that comes up inside of the um, people or inside of the society at large that the Virgo holds that mirror to. It's like they just want to sh- shatter the mirror. Exactly. Part of the way that I see Virgo, it is... Mercury, Earth of Mercury, 
and it is opposing Pisces. So it has its like arms out to receive Pisces. We've talked before about how Mercury is the messenger. It is bringing the messages of the God, the messages of the energetic reality, the messages of divine larger truths. And it's coming through that Piscean collective consciousness into the earth, into the body of the individuals. Virgo is also the sixth house. And they say everything from the first to the sixth house below the horizon is about the individual development. And then once you kind of come above the horizon, whatever would be in the sky that you could actually see when you were born is once we're dealing with relationships and then the collective. And so Virgo to me is that last piece where it's like we're still in the realm of the individual body and the individual being before we go Libra, relational right. and social. And so it's like all of this, the Mercury of Earth, these messages of the collective are coming into the body of the right. person. And those are the messages of the collective. Right. Coming through the individual, the bodies, they don't lie, right? Like right. people do get sick from the water, from the food that we have. And what you're saying a lot of times those messages about how we need to shift those systems for our greater health at every scale are very inconvenient. It's so fucking inconvenient the right. way that we need to change all these Absolutely. systems in order to be healthy. And something that you're speaking about, the individual and the, the more collective or broader social context is so interesting about Virgo too, that I feel like it's the crucible of like, yeah, what you're speaking to about individual and collective and the crucible about physical and like mental or belief system, collective, like, you know, that ethereal spirit kind of energy because mm -hmm. the Virgo and especially inside of the digestion, I, I felt like it when you can really see that. And I think that with these spiritual, um, you know, do dogmas and, and loops that we get ourselves in, I think that's mostly what I am coming up against so much is like, oh, it's just, we're just detoxing belief systems or, oh, you just think that the food is unhealthy and that's why it's unhealthy. And, oh, it's all about, they want to deal with everything in, um, within the mind, the level of the mind and the perception of reality while they're, refusing to actually let reality or physicality also influence and inform you. And I think that it's like when we're creating reality <laughs> and understanding our capacity to co-create and also take personal responsibility for what we are creating and, and everything, I think that that dance between being able to understand that, yes, I can change a lot in the realms of my vibration, in the realms of my belief systems, in the realms of, of what I am opening to as possible in order to alter my physical three-dimensional experience and yet also my three-dimensional experience and my physical experience is also um, there to inform. It's like as above, so below. You know, I saw that it's precisely as above, so below, almost the event horizon of your descendant, right? Like, just like you're saying this sort of like Libra, this social belief system, sure, they're going to impact the way that we see and understand our body, the, you know, the sort of mental models we try to use to make sense of our experience, even just the information that we have access to about how to 
go about making decisions when it comes to our body and our health and navigating physical reality. But then that arrow going from um, the seventh house below also goes from the sixth house up that you're saying exactly. like Virgos are the first ones who get sick. Our body right. is the one giving us these messages about how that whole social world is impacting us as well as like the physical world, right. In terms of like what we eat or ingest, but that it's like those Virgos are almost like the canary in the coal mines who are the ones who are like, Oh, this isn't working for me. Right. And the canary in the coal mine, that's such a beautiful example because it shows right there. It's like, yeah, we're not as sensitive as the canary, but it's still poisonous. It's still toxic. It's still physically unhealthy. And no matter how much we could like try to transcend and believe that the the coal or whatever is going to be healthy for us, we might still die if we let the canary die and we don't let the physical reflection or alarm system actually help us to adjust and, and change, you know, scientifically, like part of the reasons why so many people do have more sensitivities is because our systems are so fucked up, right? Like an heirloom wheat in Europe, people don't have gluten sensitivities when they monoculture wheat here. I mean, there's like real celiacs like you, but there's a bunch of people have gluten sensitivities because it's like so degraded over generations of toxins and poisons and monoculturing and weak soil like so many more people have sensitivities to dairy because of the way that factory farm dairy is produced these bodies are reflecting as above so below the way that our systems are and and i so oh go ahead no i i also just think that that there is like a relational and cosmic balance to that. I think that this juncture that I'm speaking about too, of just, you know, that crucible is what I'm seeing about the spirit and the flesh and that we are the creators and we also are the co-creators, you know, and Virgo, I often feel like is something I have physical responses to when we break the bridges of those that we are allied to and those that we are in this relationship with, like with wheat, we are, monocropping them we are like you were saying genetically modifying it to the point where it's it's um it's an attack and a war on the wheat itself and the relationship between humans and wheat is something that is so deep and so profound and so i think that there's also this you know this bridge between this the individual and the collective that really that the virgo is that has a lot of intelligence around what what parts of our relationship to the cosmos, to the plants, to the animals, to the creatures, to the rivers, to the oceans that we have like begin to broken or break and erode, you know? And I was thinking in Chinese medicine that the digestive system, the small intestine is about discernment. And even our body, it's like discerning, right? What do you keep and ingest and what do you release and let go of? And in Chinese medicine, this is a fire element thing, actually, which is interesting to think of like air meeting fire or air meeting earth has some quality of fire to it, but um, that it also rules sleep, right? I had insomnia for many years and that's related 
to your small intestine because you're not mm-hmm. able to be in right discernment about what to keep and what to hold on to. And you can get all whipped mm-hmm. up about information and have excess wind and, you know, stay up. Mm-hmm. I would stay up from till like four or five in the morning sometimes, just like researching things excitedly, which sounds right. like a big problem. Right. And that it's in sleep that we go to Pisces, that we connect to the dreaming. Right. And so that's this bridge where Virgo is in constant communion with Pisces, constant communion Absolutely. with the transcendent through being embodied on earth. Right. And Virgo's great beauty to me is its capacity to be in such exquisite devotion. When it's I imagine, you know, some idealistic and fantastical place where Virgo was honored, where the insights that Virgo brought forward were cherished, where they were the keeper of the temples, where their way of arranging things were honored, where their understanding of the body was appreciated and integrated. I mean, what a profound debt of love and what a debt that we owe to Virgo, the great Virgos of all the civilizations that have learned the system such as Chinese medicine, that have been able to come up with ways in which water could be irrigated through urban centers where the water could be electric and blue and alive and singing and the people could be in harmonious communication with the streams, each of them singing vibrationally empowering each other to be in their most exalted, beautiful, healthy, flowing form. Praise to the Virgos of all time who noticed what was good, what was bad, who communed with the plants, who listened to their secrets of their medicines, who brought that wisdom back to us that we integrated to achieve everything we've been able to achieve in civilization. Mm -hmm. Blessed are the Virgos. I think it's so powerful that you speak to it in such this Venusian Piscean way, because I think oftentimes we really feel that mirror and as judgment, as critique, as this, this constrictive force of Virgo, you know, saying that we're not good enough or, you know, I feel like that the amount of, of, of reaction, I think that, that the Virgo gets, um, shows that to me. And I think that I'm oftentimes feeling like if they could just see that the Virgo is in such service to that flower blooming to its full capacity. And like the way that you're speaking about the waters, it's like, yeah, we can get by stripping it of its minerals and making it virtually dead. And like all of these things, like we can somehow survive, but like the way to thrive and the way to be like really tending those, those places are to like be brave enough. I also think it's the healing against or not the healing against, let's say it's the, it's the healing antidote for the narcissistic experience of where I think humans are right now is that, you know, I stayed up the other night, I don't know, like a lot to like 4.30 in the morning crying about having visions of, of pigs and like all over the world, just 
thousands of pigs were like reaching out to me psychically. And, and I was, I could have shut that down and been like, I'm too sensitive, but I had actually just ate pork and been thanking them, you know, for their body. And they were showing me that it's like, this is what it's costed, you know? And it's a really hard reality pill to swallow and to integrate what really needs to be adjusted and, and aligned. And I think that, you know, when you're speaking about like being up all night and like researching and doing so much of that information, I do think that a lot of times because we've scapegoated and we haven't listened to the, the Virgo message, you know, that is calling out, crying out, screaming out for an adjustment for major adjustments. I feel like there's those of us that do spend a lot of time in periods of time being um, in in, an insomniac state or processing the like large amounts of of grief or or cries um, for adjustment because of other people refusing to hear it. And I think that that's something that I would, I would just like to encourage and invite like us all to listen to it, us all to be like more willing when that reflection comes to us to check that part of us as to why we might be attacking it, gaslighting it, resisting it, disassociating ourselves from it or whatever, because we can always, um, you know, we can always have those reactions to a reflection coming in that might require us to be on the uncomfortable and like what you said, inconvenient part of the bridge where individuality meets collective, where, you know, spirituality meets physical creation, where health meets belief systems and actual physical changes. Like all of that is, is a bridge that I think that Virgo is living on and is very, that's very gray. And it does require so much devotion in order to be humbled and constantly be checking ourselves because of the, you know, processing systems that can also, you know, get, get misaligned and, and be so influenced by our belief systems and our fears and all of that sort of stuff. That's also where we have to change. Change isn't easy. To me, right. that's why being a humble servant is part of the Virgo archetype. I mean, I'm even, just to take the other side, and then I want to get into how Virgo kind of internalizes being other or marginal to the systems that currently exist and how that's hard for Virgo and creates that some of those more difficult dynamics. But first, just to take this side, it's hard, you know? I studied process work, process-oriented psychology, and there's this huge branch of process work where you work with your body symptoms and you unfold them to find their messages. Because if you're getting a symptom, it's part of the system's intelligence sharing its message with you. And even that, no matter how many experiences I have where I unfold a body symptom and I find some deep meaning and it's useful for me, still... After so many years of practicing process work, my first impulse when I get a body symptom is to be like, oh, it's nothing. I woke up, my uh, my hip hurt the other day. I'm like, walk it off. I had a little mm. sniffle. I'm like, probably nothing. Because mm. I don't want to have to be a humble servant to my body. 
Mm. I don't want to have to not do everything I've planned for the day. I'm trying to actualize. I'm trying to make something happen. I'm trying, you know, my like, whatever is driving the ship in a certain direction. And Virgo's like, no, we need to stop. We need to listen. We need to pay attention to here. And I'm like, no, I am the, I am the king of my reality. And Virgo's like, no, you're right. a humble servant to material circumstances. Because it makes us deal with our mortality. Yes. That's really what it's doing. It is like on that crucible. Mm-hmm. Is Looking at Pisces. Mortal. Like you're in a body now, just wait. Yeah. It's true. And the other thing is... Um, Uh, It does feel a little, I think it does feel critical because it is shining a light on the ways in which we're not being a humble servant to material circumstances in that moment. In fact, actually the way that I first realized or re-remembered how much Virgo my partner has is because Virgo energy, when I'm around it, I tend to respond by getting very clumsy. I had a different boyfriend for a long time who had a lot of Virgo. And anytime he was looking at me, I would start fumbling. I'd like wash the dishes in a weird way, or I'd try and move a little too fast and get, you know, something messy or a little too slow. And then it would cause an issue. It's like with that magnifying glass of Virgo on me about you know, me trying to sort of quickly process all the ways in which maybe I could be doing this better. Is this the right way to be doing it? I sort of malfunctioned also because it was coming, you know, from this external side and I felt criticized and that made, you know, collapse my waveform. But I knew that. I'm like, oh, that happens to me sometimes around Virgo energy. I get a little out of my body actually and start trying to do it right from an external point of view. And it makes me wobbly. But I noticed it because my partner has this amazing garden. Like talk about Virgo, North Node and Virgo, just this beautiful, gorgeous paradise. And there's this really fancy um, kind of furniture. It's like this round blue thing that you can sit on that's, you know, really expensive and really nice. And I'd been playing in the garden and I was trying to crawl up on the blue thing. And he's like, did you wipe your feet? And I was like, oh no, sorry. And then I tried to look at my feet really quickly. And in doing that, I kind of swiped it and got some dirt on the thing. And I was like, oh no. Anyway, I'm just saying that it is, it is, uh, a hard mirror. You know what I mean? It is a harsh mirror. Yeah. I've, I grew up with a Virgo mother, <laughs> very, very harsh mirror. And also I'm a Virgo and, and, you know, Virgo rising. And I do re- recognize that, that feeling of clumsiness. I don't notice when I'm making others feel clumsy, but I'm sure it happens. <laughs> I think that's probably what the, um, the harsh mirror and, and the feeling of like it triggering the the fears or the insecurities or unworthiness of others, then will make them either if they don't get clumsy, cause you're just trying a lot in that, in that moment, that means you're, you care a lot. And that's why when I've gotten clumsy too, is when I'm being really judged and, and somebody is like critiquing all these different things about it. And I'm, observing myself through the lens of them and therefore I'm out of my own body which makes me clumsy um but I also think if people aren't getting clumsy they're 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 probably just resisting a lot to like actually 
even if you're not verbally saying it, but just being in the field of that standard or of that judgment or critique is so uh, overwhelming to people sometimes. Which is where I understand that there would be this defensive wall that comes up. It would be so easy for me in that moment to be like, get over it. Or like, it's not that big a deal. We can wash the pillow covers. We can get new ones. Or like, oh, you're so anal. Or all, it would have been really easy for me to throw some of the shade that gets thrown at Virgo in order to defend my sense of self. And not feel just the disempowered feeling of being apologetic or being, you know, feeling like you're, you're trying to, to make up for something, you know, it's like, that's a a different kind of energy than fuck you, you're judgmental, (laughs) fuck you, you're a prude, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, And it did, it took a lot of humility to see, right. Like this isn't just about the covers. This is actually about a systemic approach to being in the garden this is what we do in order to be in devotion to the environment that we live in. This is a way of walking in the beauty way. In the beauty way, right. And I also think that what you're speaking to, um, that yes, it's about the person being able to do the work in order to humble themselves in order to see that reflection. But there's also about the work within our own internal Virgos and our, and, and the, the Virgo that's reflecting that mirror, um, of how the mercurial processing system has been hijacked. It's been hijacked by, um, a lot of capitalism, internalized capitalism. It's been hijacked by a lot of, um, dogmas of what's right and what's wrong. Virgo is also a lot of Judeo-Christian karma. It's also master-slave. And I think because mm-hmm. Virgo has not been able to be in their proper place as being, you know, necessarily listened to and honored as right. messengers in society and culture is they've then internalized that devotional humility aspect, um, or they've internalized that to either then be less than and take it all in themselves. I'm guilty. I'm bad. I'm wrong. Or try and be in the flip side of you're, you're bad, you're wrong. I know the right way. It's like, there's like a power grab that either gets exerted on others or gets internalized into this like really awful inner critic. And I love that you mentioned the Christian karma and the, and, and then I was saying the internalized capitalism, because you can really see that in the relationship between Virgo and Pisces, like that Pisces has been, you know, in some, some ways, <laughs> hijacked by Christianity, but we could, we could experience Pisces as the, the relationship to spirit, the relationship to the transcendence, to God, to, to oneness, you know, whatever we are, um, the worship, you know, the trance, right. And the Virgo as like the vessel in order to allow that God to, to come through. Mm-hmm. the vessel, the temple, the vehicle for that expression of worship and, and God and spirit, right? And so if we have like the two predominant structures of capitalism and the patriarchy and Christianity, creating our mental construct, like our relationship, they've, they've hijacked the bridge, which is like, mm. I love thinking of Virgo as this like messenger between these worlds, between um 
And so if they've hijacked that into thinking that this, this is what we're going to make people think equals God equals, um, responsibility and duty and safety in society and morality um, and ethical morality. Exactly. What's right and what's wrong. And we're going to inject shame where I think shame and unworthiness is the like deepest wound and, and trigger for Virgo is because it wants to ultimately be existentially worthy that like what it's offering is in service to that whole you know, and it looks like it's on the bridge of those interpersonal relationships and everything like that. But ultimately it's really desiring for everything that it does to, to be worthy of worship, to be worthy of Samadhi, to be worthy of God, you know? And so when we inject shame into those parts of us and the mind, the mercury, the messenger starts processing all the information, I'm like, what's right and what's wrong, what's pure and what's not. What do we need to do? How do we need to look? How does our house need to look? All of these, how does our physicality need to look in order for us to be worthy? Then that's where we start then internalizing our own, you know, oppressive, toxic belief systems and holding that mirror out for everyone else, you know, to then gauge themselves through that extra intense lens of like a, uh, a, a Christian or capitalist reinforcement, you know, it almost becomes like the, the part of the matrix that officer, whatever his name is, the like secret agent that would like come out and, you know, that like go after Neo or whatever mm. his name is in the matrix. And I often think that there's like these ways in which if we're going against the matrix, there will be people that like and en- enact that like a, an archetype of them will jump up to like shame you or oppress you or like get you back in line. Right. And I think that sometimes even with Virgo that can happen when it's in, it's like shadowed more perverted form Mm -hmm. of like in perversion. I mean, like it's, it's contorted, it's desire to bring into alignment um, relational and physical dimensions of reality as a means of having you know, a deeper sense of connection to spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then it allows that filter and those internalized shame and judgments to be projected onto everyone else, making them then internalize that shame, internalize those rules, internalize that like deeper matrix of Christianity or society, right. Of what's right and what's wrong, worthy, what's not. Yeah. Like instead of being messengers, they become like good little soldiers, like just mm. living out whatever the dogma of the day says is good or bad. Right. And, and in turn wrapping themselves up into deeper illusions, mm. wrapping their bodies into deeper illusions of everything they're trying to perfect. It reminds me of the, you know, like imagine a amazing ballerina like the most beautiful dancer in the world and they're like contorting and like perfecting mastering their body in order for this energy to move through them in order for this dance to move through them and they get all the moves and all of the the body you know Mm. perfect but like they become this hollow shell because it's been about like what others have said was the perfect way to dance or to look and like the actual trance or actual experience 
the true worship, the true devotion to what they were dancing and like mastering and contorting their body for mm-hmm. actually constricted the very spirit that was meant to flow through it, you know? Right. And that's where that bridge is broken. And it's like the Virgo wants to come back home to Pisces and Pisces to Virgo, you know? Mm, Right. Is there any other point you want to put in the pot about how this sort of um, difficult role, I think that Virgo gets put in, in terms of its, the way it's positioned to groups and societies and its own body before we transition to talking about kind of the the mastery of Virgo, mm. about how it's internalized in terms of the dynamics you've seen with yourself or your clients. Yeah, I just, um, I think recently I've been really, you know, uncovering so much about my gender expression and so much about how I present myself to the world. Like the way that I look, I feel like I've always gotten the impression that everyone just wants me to look a certain way. Like it's just so much easier for me to look like the little mermaid, (laughs) you know, especially you had a Virgo mother. And I think for a long time you were in that role of like really living into this archetype of, yeah, like a mermaid, like small and skinny and like long flowing hair and beautiful makeup and like gorgeous red dresses and my my mother, I mean, she's she's a Christian and she's a Virgo. And I feel like those standards of physical beauty and the way to present yourself in the world and the standards of purity inside of like morality issues was so strong. I mean, I was bleaching my hair at 12. She was telling me to put peroxide on my hair at like 10, I think, and go sit outside and tan. I was going into the tanning booth like daily sometimes from 12 on, you know, most of my, you know, 12 to 23 years old was, was definitely spent in, in looking a certain way and perfecting certain things, um, in a very, what I would consider the, the Virgoian glitch in the software of like, how can I obsessively perfect these things about my lips or my ass or these different like insecurities that my mother had. She just, because I was a spitting image of her, just immediately like directly gave them to me. Um, She wanted to change about her physical appearance. She tried to get you to change it. To get me to change it to, you know, and, and so it's not even in her way of trying to be malicious. It was just literally, that's the amount of, um, of turmoil that I think that her experience of Virgo is consistently dealing with. And there was no awareness that she should be any different way. It was like, yes, we do want to be the most perfect, beautiful model girls we can in the most perfect model home and the most perfect model of, I just made this other connection. Christianity, morality is all about purity culture and being Uh like pure virgins, which is the Virgo. Right. Which is, oh, what? No, like the most beautiful girls who are the most virginal and pure. (laughs) And, and it's all for, it's like, you know, taking the, the Virgoian, like it, it, to me, it's like the, the priestess to 
the like church prude or the prostitutes, you know, it's like, it's finding this way to contort the image of perfection and beauty and devotion into something that serves the patriarchy. And so, so much of my messaging when I was younger was like, I would walk out of the house without makeup at 14 or 15 years old. And my mom would stop me and be like, what are you doing? Like, why would you feel like you can do that? And then like, what kind of husband do you think you're going to get? How do you, are you just going to let yourself go when you do have a husband? Are you going to be like one of those women that just stops wearing makeup after they get married and gains a bunch of weight? You know, it's just like, I'm like 15, you know, trying to rebel and wear like Goodwill shirts and I'm wearing sweatpants and I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like in high school, I don't care. And, and she's like, you're going to have nothing to give your husband, which is also the exact message of purity culture. Like they were literally like, if you kiss, if you have a, like any sort of sexual or even like crush like experiences with people that are not going to be your husband, you will have nothing to give. Once you meet your husband, you will have nothing left to give him because you have already given all of it away. Your virginity being the the ultimate, right? Um, so it's this for one, creating such a sense of lack and such a sense of, of deep shame and, and, um, and need for, very superficial perfection in order to deem yourself worthy of God. Right. Um, but going back on just what I've experienced recently, what's that? Your gender expression. Right. Is because I was always wanting to be a boy. I mean, I fought my mom so intensely, like wanting to cut my hair off, wanting to chop my boobs off, wanting to, to just be a boy so I could do the things that I was wanting to do and be seen how I wanted to be seen and all of these things. And then as soon as I, um, really felt like it was like, I couldn't go back. My boobs went to like D's when I was like 13, 14 years old. I was like, all right, I guess I have to just give into this. And I became what I would consider like the, like if I'm the woman of women, then maybe women will like me, <laughs> you know, then maybe and boys will like have me. to respect me. Right. And also I felt like there was this ma- like masculine, feminine gender war game going on. And when the boys wouldn't let me play football and basketball anymore, and they were like, no, we want to date you. And I fought with that. Then I was like, fine you want me to look like this? Like, we'll see who fucks who. Like there was this part of it that was like, all right, if this is what we have to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, it's going to be a part of like, there's a power involved in that. Right. And, um, and also just, there was a, a part where I then quickly after that gave myself back over to Christianity and, um, was, you know, cause I was heading towards like going to art school and, and rebelling and was super feminist. And, and all of a sudden I went into this, Um, yeah, all of a sudden I went into this, this mode of like, no, I need to be a Christian. I need to be of service. I need to be a missionary. I need to like, look like this. Be a nurse. So Virgo. Yeah, exactly. Be a nurse, Virgo. Um, still finding, so you can see how that, like, there's still so much of me, like using my Virgoian ways to find the, the ways of healing and perfection and offering service and all, and all of this, and even perfecting or contorting myself to, to look like this image. Um, but once I've been pretty like getting dismantled really hardcore over the last um, couple of years with my gender expression and just rem- remembering and reclaiming that part of me that truly, that truly was, um, 
that knew that that's what my body and my and my expression felt more at home with is being in my more masculine nature. And I started to ask myself too, of like, I think you sent me something that was like, if you're, if you're expressing your rising sign, then that, you know, helps you be more attracted and helps you be more seductive to the world because our rising sign is our, our vehicles, you know, and it's like the place where we incarnated to, to have this vehicle that then gets all of our other planetary experiences met. So it's actually, even though it's a, a vehicle and a mask and this physical experience, it's, um, it's a really big part of how we interface with getting those deeper soul, uh, contracts, um, and, and experiences lived and embodied so that we can do our work, you know, that we came here to do on earth. And I think that that Virgo being my rising sign is such an interesting, you know, way of, of, you know, listening to this conversation and also thinking about this, because I thought that my Virgo was telling me to look a certain way in order to be, um, safe in order to be like, have power within society in order to also be respected in order to represent something that was like divine and holy and see that picture perfect woman. Yeah. And then as I'm, I'm, you know, reclaiming my, my masculine and my, my inner mythos of my dragon and everything like that, it's like, looks a lot different than what I think society would want me to look like. And so I was like, well, how does that interface with my my relationship to Virgo and what I think I need to look like for people. And my, I feel like my masculine, he was like, like, this is what my Virgo looks like actually. And like, right. Being true to that. And for me, like what you were saying, it's like, it looks more martial arts, more ninja. It looks more sharp and, and it is very composed and, and energetic and all about energetic mastery mastery. into energy and physicality and like that that desire to be in you know like to me the martial arts prayer is like that desire to be in dance with the elements you know the the elements being our gods you know and to be in that co-creative you know, relationship with them, you know, that they are our gods. And, and then I am also like co-creating and Jediing, you know, my, yes. my experience with them. And, and so that really helped me see that like the glitch in the processing system of Virgo mm. can really affect the way that we're able to authentically express the true alignment of our physical and energetic nature. Yes. And that precisely that that journey that you've been on to me is one of the medicines for folk, for all of us with Virgo, right? Is like, instead of it coming from the outside in, looking at us from the outside in about what might be right, like sensing, receiving those messages, those subtle whispers about how energy is actually moving through matter, about what our actual response is. And then creating our systems, our expression, our being around that true proprioceptive and kinesthetic sensing. Right. Which really makes me think about the, the parts of us that would then either rebel, you know, against that outer reflection, telling our inner Virgo to do this thing. And so we're rebelling against it. And that can also distort the mm-hmm. way that we are presenting ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Like and the, the part of us, goes too far. 
Right. And then the other piece, which would be like the more Piscean approach to disassociating and fleeing from it because it's too much to to interface with. And so then it gets distorted too. I think of, of people that you know, are bombarded by society's idea of who they, what they should look like or what they should dress like. So then they like push that away completely, but then it gets really leaky and loose about what they really want to be and how, who, and like being able to really physically express who they are is really hard. Um, and so to me, it just really, it really excites me to be on that journey of of holding myself accountable and being able to, to, to dismantle and co- deconstruct the parts of my Virgo that might be wrapped up in that. And then the dragons, every time I keep asking, cause it, it is a, a really challenging transition for me um, to, to shift my gender expression in this way. And, and yet it still feels so right. And the dragons keep saying like, what if you masking yourself in these different ways were really the actual things that were sabotaging you from from being able to have the experiences or the dynamics between relationally. Like I kept doing it because I felt like men would be more feel more safe, or women would feel more like society at large would feel more safe around it, um, yeah, and therefore accept me presenting, right. And so it's like, if I'm creating the dissonance inside of my actual essence, and then what I present to the world, then I met with something either in dissonance or in dissonance to, to my, like to my nature, right? It's, it seems like it's a really big piece for us, for me specifically. And for all of us that it's like, it is that lack of alignment. Right. And it's so wild. It's like, yeah, the Virgo is telling you if you're more femme presenting and you fit into society, then your relationships will work out. Like it'll be better for you. It'll be better for everyone. Other people will feel comfortable. But doing that is actually the incongruence that then created a wobble in the whole field versus actually coming into this more mask way of being and moving through the world is being in energetic resonance with your own being. And I do think, you know, it has the potential to then communicate more clearly to others and the systems you're a part of in a way that has the opportunity to be in that alignment. And we have to close, but I just want to say um, to all of the Virgo out there in the world, to all of the Virgo that lives through all of our bodies, we see you, we bow to you, we love you. We are in a humble invitation to listen to you, to restore you to your rightful place as the messenger of what is truly in energetic alignment, as the canary in the coal mine that points to all the places where we are out of energetic and material integrity. We are also in devotion to being your true ally and mirror as well. Like I'm really feeling that part of like freeing, liberating, decolonizing the Virgo parts of us in order to free the Virgo to actually be able to give us that clear reflection. We love you and we'll see you next week.